Welcome to the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I am Jason Rossi. You can find me on the old Twitter machine at Jason D. Rossi. You can find us at the Twitter machine at Pop Culture PD. With me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He goes by Billy D. Billy D., what's going on? Hello. Uh, not too much. Very excited to talk about one of my all-time favorite movies. We'll find out what Rossi has to say about it soon. Is this really? Um, I, I'm just not joking. Like I'm yeah, top this, five, top five comedy for sure. This is top three. I don't believe you, and I'm just easily, saying that easily. Not even close. Top five comedy. Uh, oh, comedy. So you're like you're, you're moving the bar already. Top five comedy, probably top ten movie. I could probably put it as high as like five or seven in that range. We can get to that at the end, though. Okay. Okay. I just I mean, curious. I, I, I have Clue as my de facto number yes. one. Yes. And then, like, Dumb and Dumber and Superbad hold special places in my heart. And then I'd sure. say this is pretty pretty right up there. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely get into the movie. Obviously, today we're talking about Step Brothers. Uh, you can follow Billy at BillyD2411 on the old Twitter machine as well. Uh, let's um, let's just say one thing to kick off. If you are watching us on the old YouTube machine, you can give us a subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. We do lives just about every Tuesday. We'll have some bonus lives here or there. But also and, make sure. And right. hang on real quick. If you're I'm in the hanging. comments and you know what Rossi thought about this movie, I, I've not talked to a person. Say a word. I've talked to one person about any opinion on this movie, and it's my wife. And I don't think she is in here yet, or if she will enjoy. I don't okay. know where she is. Um, she has some sun activity going on, but I promise you that. Um, yeah. So also, if you are a, a podcast podcast subscriber, if you've yet to search Pod Culture PD uh, Pile Driver, that's three words: <clears throat> Pop Culture Pile Driver PCP. Get addicted to the content because we will have these lives that we do on YouTube that will also be podcasts, but we also will have uh, special podcasts being dropped here and there. Those could be anything from some wrestling topics to our thoughts on movies, uh, top ten countdown, top eleven countdowns. So make sure you subscribe there and. That's on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, Pop Culture Pile Driver. And uh, Bill, I guess to start off, we should kick off with the big news. We have uh, uh, signed a big extension um, to the podcast. Now, this one from Rossi on Wrestling no more than like two months ago to mm -hmm. now being Pop Culture Pile Driver. Now we're a part of a shared Gooverse, Gooniverse. Hashtag Dorsch. 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 Has oh, it's, it's the German hashtag, version. Hashtag Dorsch Shared Gooniverse. Gooniverse. Yes, Gooniverse. that's right, Sue. We're excited. There's uh, five podcasts involved, four podcasts involved. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Yo, hashtag dork, obviously, with the uh, host Rich Keefe, Ryan Davey, Mac and Goo with host, well, Mac and Goo. Uh, we also have the Change My Mind. Yes, uh, the Change My Mind podcast with Nick Fryer, Wesley, and Wes. I just call it Wes. And then we, um, you know, Pop Culture Pile Driver is a part of it as well, as well as some Twitch affiliates like Shine Time, as well as uh, Arvon D. And I know Dr. Joe's in the mix too. Anytime Dr. Oh, Joe's yeah. involved in anything, I, I see him. We This is all starting. baby. Uh, I love Dr. Backcracker. Come on, baby. That guy wins at everything he does. Always a good time. Um, you know, he's also on the Twitch. I, I don't know. Is he an affiliate officially? I think he oh, is. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and so you can check out all of this now. We have a Facebook page. That's right. We're jumping onto the Facebook. More than likely, you follow a lot of us on Twitter. We appreciate you like sharing along. Follow the other guys and gals. Guys. Um, but make sure uh, to check out the hashtag dork shared gooniverse over on Facebook. If you are one of my friends on Facebook, I'll probably be blasting you with invites. It'll be one of those things just like Candy Crush. You'll avoid and it'll just keep popping up. So just, just hit like. It's going to be good stuff for you. Indeed. Uh, very excited about it. I did a lot of the graphic work, got more stuff on the way. Shirts are out now at tpublic.merch. So go buy some. I got some tpublic stuff that took like two months to get here. But uh, <laughs> they text you when it's coming, so it was nice. It's going to be here by 9, 
I was kind of hoping to have it for tonight. It's in route. It's in route. That's exciting. Well, hopefully by next week's um, summer blockbuster uh, episode will be, that's a tease ahead, kids. Uh, you'll have your uh, Tee Public shirt. Right now you're just Indeed. rocking a nice blue shirt. Target, Target blue shirt. It used to be um, Mossimo. I don't know what it's like. Good, oh, good fella. It's changed. Or good fella. Yeah. It's oh. no longer Mossimo. It's whatever, like good something. I don't know. Most of the shirts Target, I, you know. Yeah, most of the shirts I've worn on here have been Massimo t-shirts. But um, also, if you're just joining the stream, uh, I have shaved my head. Um, no, I did not lose a bet. No, I don't think I necessarily look good with the shaved head. Obviously, it's always my hairline check. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. Dipping back a little bit on the sides. Mine but not, not too as bad. good. Yeah, but Bill, you have the nice flow going. But uh, yeah, I just did this for the Buzz Off with Kids with Cancer. Uh, it's it's an amazing event. I uh, hosted a Zoom. It was obviously with the circumstance we're in, it was a Zoom last week. So I basically did this, but I was chatting with people across the country, but a lot of people mostly in Massachusetts that were doing it from their homes, shaving their heads live. It was really, really cool. You can check out all the things they stand for over at One Mission on Facebook or OneMission.com. Uh, it's a really amazing thing. They're going to be doing another one come August. So if you're looking like, oh, I wish I shaved my head or I want to shave my head, Hold out two more months and we'll, or not even like five weeks and there'll be another one. So if that's something you're interested in, and obviously if we're plugging charities, obviously Frank says hi. Uh, we always mention at the end, it is a charity. Uh, it gives towards um, people affected by cancer with experiences. You can check that out at franksesshigh.com. All right, Bill, what is on your mind? I, I broke my favorite mask last night. I was very disappointed. Cane? Was, was it the cane mask? Uh, I wish it was the cane mask, mm -hmm. little cane Rooney. But no, it was the, one of the ones I got off of Amazon. It was great. It was cloth it was you know hookable on the back it wasn't one of the normal ones fit great so i was out to dinner and it ripped and i was so i had to go home get another one but that's like a condom popping yeah it was bad it was really bad so i was disappointed because it was the most comfortable one i had but if you're in the market for a mask target has them two for four dollars and like right when you walk in at any target i think pretty much now and they're great they fit great it's very similar to the other one because i will pop it down when i'm on my ride sure you know, that makes bike. sense. Like if I'm on if like a long straightaway, I'll just pop it down for a little while, just to get yeah. some fresh air, you know, a little bit of a tan on my face, so I don't <laughs> get a ridiculous mask tan that I had for a little while. But Target, if you need a mask, because they have a million of them. So first of all, if you don't have a mask, get with it. Second of all, put that puppy on. I, I personally, and I'm not a doctor, Bill, and, and not that you are, um, but I had a V8 this morning, though. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, backcracker, I know he has the doctor term, but uh, I, I think if you're riding your bike, I don't think you necessarily have to, as long as you're not like right up in front of somebody. But oh, somebody's again, on the trail, I'll pop it up. Oh, that's smart. See, look, that's considerate. Like when I go for walks, I usually don't have it, and I'll just cross the street when people are going yeah, by. Like that's in fine, uh, most of the time, I'm just running behind me on this wonderful treadmill. Uh, for me, you know what happened, Bill? Uh, we're on a wonderful platform of YouTube, uh, YouTube TV, which I am a subscriber to. I uh, booted cable a while ago. They just announced they took on Viacom. So they're adding Comedy Central, MTV, BET, uh, any of the other T's, uh, a bunch of channels. And uh, But they're hiking up the price by a good old 15 bucks. I I'm saw that, yeah, 65 bucks. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, not that I'm mad. It's obviously dire straits times. Everybody's taking a hit somewhere way or another. But like, I'm a little ticked off that like, what if you didn't want that? Like, oh, what if you, you got That's why PlayStation, I think, has mostly a la carte, right? Yeah, but PlayStation blows. F PlayStation. When they dropped the whole Nesson thing soured me. I had PlayStation View. That was bomb. Actually, I'll be honest, YouTube TV is better just for like the multi-purpose and everywhere you can go with it. But I just I was a little aggravated by it. But at the same time, there's 
no hidden fees. There's no contracts. If I'm going to cancel, they already said they're not charging you for another two months, by the way, for this new price. And if you want to cancel, go ahead. Like the CEO put out a, an email. So as much as I'm pissed, I'm also like, oh, you got to give him credit for like at least being upfront about it. But uh, we'll see. You know, obviously Comedy Central, just to, to, to a nice little segue, the other night I was trying to find Step Brothers. I'm like, how do I watch this movie? I don't have it on DVD. Never seen it before. Um, and I see it's on Comedy Central. Well, actually, my wife did. Din's like, oh, it's on Comedy Central. You Wait, did have- you watch the edited version? We don't have Comedy Central. So okay. I go, all right, so I guess we have to rent this thing. So I rented it off Amazon. That's how I got it. Uh, it's a buy. As a, what is it? A buy it, box it, own it, or whatever it was. Oh, it was a it. it was a it was a rent because I'm cheap, and it was more. I was trying to see if it was in a red box for ninety nine cents. A lot of people crap on the old red box. I use red box all the time. I mean, oh. I torrented it because I also had it on the DVD, so you're allowed to own the digital copy. So I, you know, slacked it to you or whatever form all of right. thing you use. Should have thought of that. Well, anyways, all right, you ready to get into it? Hell yeah, motherfucker. All right. It is Step Brothers Movie Review Pop Culture Pile Drival Style. Billy, this movie was released on July 25th, 2008. So we're coming up on the 12th year anniversary. The movie also released that day. You want to take a stab in the dark? You'll probably never get it. Uh, Would it be Four Feathers? I don't know. Wow. It was Four Feathers, actually. No, it was the X-Files, I want to believe, and fun fact, younger Rossi, 12 years ago Rossi, and his dad went to go see that movie on the day of its release. Huge X-Files fan. Wow, that's kind of sad, uh, but that's no, cool. No, it's not. That's an awesome so you movie. You never saw this movie, but you saw the X-Files. Yes, and X-Files, I want to believe, was horrible. All right, uh, the price of gas, Bill, you've always asked, what's the price of gas on that day of release? Do you know what the price of gas was? I'm July. 205? Nope, you're crazy. This was during the financial crisis, so they decided to hike it up to four. 14 was the average price. Yeah, it was bad times. (laughs) Yeah, remember those days. Uh, The number one record in the United States of America, Billboard, number one. Uh, 2008? Who was big in 2008? It's got to be a rapper or an R&B artist. I will say, I think that was past Chingy's age. It was like 2004. So climbing the charts, uh, Nelly, Nelly song, a Nelly song. Yeah, no, Nelly was not there. It was "I Kissed a Girl" by Katy Perry. Oh wow, the early Katy Perry days. Well, yes, uh, her first single was a monster hit, uh, and the number one rock alt song at the time was Weezer, our favorite. Uh, I think the official band of the Pop Culture Pile Driver with "Pork and Beans." Not oh, that what a terrible song. Not their best. Two thousands Weezer kind of blows, especially later two thousand. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I, we can get to that another time. The number one movie in the theaters at the time, Bill, and this is a movie I saw probably three or four times in theaters and another reason i probably never saw this movie it was having a monster run the biggest movie of the year one of the biggest movies box office wise of all time at, up until you know a latest run of uh, uh marvel movies i have no clue it is the dark knight oh yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah that was having quite a uh, major run. All right, just a couple of the things I looked up from that date. Sports headlines that week, Bill. Manny Ramirez was traded to the Dodgers from the oh. Red Sox. That happened at this time. And don't forget, the Red Sox acquired Jason Bay. This is, a, this is a really random one. Ken Griffey Jr. was traded from the Reds to the White Sox. I do remember that. I remember going to the White Sox. I don't remember the trade at the time. But then the last thing that happened this week, Bill, Brett Favre reinstated to the NFL after retiring from the Green Bay Packers months before. Yeah, he had a lot of tearful press conferences. For some reason, I think this came up on one of our last podcasts about maybe the Undertaker one. We talked about Brett Favre, you know, always retiring. retiring It's those tearful press conferences. They got me every time to make me actually think he was gone. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting that uh, I remember. I think I don't know if we were together, but I remember when he played his last game against the Bears, like two seasons before, when he they, everyone thought he was going to retire. Yeah, there's so many there. All right, if I you was can... actually at a game with Lauren Guest, who's in the chat right now. I think it was a Vikings game on Halloween at. Uh, I was there. I was there as well. And I said that he's leaving in a body bag, and he got hurt was... in the middle of the game. And I was chanting you sub five because I yeah. fucking hated Brett He five. got it was it, we thought that was the end. I thought the Patriots ended his career on Halloween. That had to be like 2012, maybe. Um, or maybe eleven or ten. Anyways, uh, and then Bill, wh- who was the WWF? There's no WCW, so you don't have to guess that. WWF champion at this time. I'm just gonna say Edge. Good guess. Triple H. But we did have another title <laughs> at the time. Who was the world heavyweight champion at the release of this? I'm gonna say Edge. <laughs> CM Punk. All right, so now we get into ratings. When this movie was released, Roger Ebert gave this film one and a half out of four stars and stated, when did comedies get so mean? Now, what just, a bag of dicks this guy is. What a terrible, uh, <laughs> that's awful review. Right off the gate, I didn't, like, I loved the movie because I was a little bit drunk. Whoa, 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 get there. All right, all right, all right. Let me just rip it I like this movie. <laughs> I know. You already said it's, like, your favorite movie of all time. On IMDb, Step Brothers is rated 6.9. That's ridiculous. Out of 10. No, I thought you were going to give it a nice. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. The film uh, has approval rating of 55%. And Metacritic has it scored 51 out of 100. That's pretty good, though, for Metacritic, I think, right? Yeah. over 50%. Yeah, and comedies usually don't get as much love. All right, Bill, off the top, it is the Curtain Jerker opening question. Did you like it? I mean, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I saw it drunk in the theaters in, like, the <laughs> afternoon when I was on, like, a romantic weekend getaway. We got, like, a hotel, and then, like, we went to go see this movie, and I absolutely, like, was floored by it. I loved it. Okay. A lot of people don't like it their first time seeing it. I will have to agree with that latter comment. I watched it and it was a slug. Uh, it, there are some real good highlights. I cannot say I like this movie. Uh, the, but I, I will, I'm going to give a caveat, even for myself. I don't care. I'll stand by it. But I would say this. If I was 23, if I rewind the clock 12 years and I saw this movie, because I know all, it's in the middle of this movie when it's like, you don't say that. I remember our friends using that line all the time. I never yes, it meant. Yeah, you don't say that. You don't yes, say that. And you know what's funny? You really don't say that. We'll get to that part later. But uh, the movie, the first viewing, so I told Bill right before, I watched this basically one and a half times. I watched the second half, the second time, because my wife fell asleep. Because I was getting sleepy watching towards the end. There is a good run. The beginning of this movie has a real good pace. Funny, 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 funny. Then it gets like, what's going on? I don't even really understand. It has a slow point. I don't think it has one slow point in the movie. I think everything is a solid. It definitely does. Home run. Maybe I really do. Singles. From scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene, all of the scenes are good, and that's what makes great comedies. We've talked about this before. Agreed. Superbad, every scene is good. Pineapple Express, every scene is good. The Naked Gun, every scene is good. Every scene in this movie is freaking hilarious, from T to B, top to bottom. I, I just completely disagree. I found the movie at times dragging, at other times I'm running, what the what the hell is the point? And the other p- points, I'm just thinking, this is kind of stupid. It's, it's funny. There's funny parts, but the overall, like, two 39, 40-year-old guys – acting like children, funny, but stupid, like really, really stupid. Like it points. I'm like, these guys don't have jaw. Like, it, it, but then I have to suspend, suspend my disbelief. I'm not watching a major film. I'm trying to then like, so I had to balance that a little bit. Again, that's a, maybe a me problem, but I don't think I'm alone on that. Uh, next up, Bill would be casting. What did you think of the casting in this film? I mean, it couldn't have been much better. The guy they got to play the dad 
is Mr. Dobak. Oh my god, everything that he does, he will fix the fucking drywall now! <laughs> everything he says is hilarious, because it, like, starts off a little slow, and then he goes fucking insane, like the, uh, what is it? Failures! Everything he does to me in this movie is perfect. He's the best dad. Mary Steenburgen as the mom right. is great. Very, like, like, you don't talk to our sons that way, and, like, she even doesn't care that much when they wreck the boat. They were like, I will say they did show a lot of initiative. They ruined our fucking dreams. <laughs> and then they couldn't get like it. The, the basically I would imagine, you know, when they made this movie, it was built around Will Ferrell and uh, what's his name? Um, John C. Riley. John, I'm going to call him MC Grainy the whole time anyways. Because <laughs> I always do that. But like they were absolutely perfect. And the, the casting upon casting, the guy over my shoulder here, friggin' uh, what's his name? Uh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott as the brother holy shit he to me steals this movie every scene he's in is fucking hilarious uh i'll add to some of the things you said i also thought ron ruggles uh, i believe that's his name the in the face guy from the hangover was so funny in this movie i thought he actually had a really really pow. um yeah oh every pow pow and then i uh, just uh, the catalina wine mixer i'll say this that was another thing the second time i watched the whole catalina wine mixer like all those characters were so much more funny in there. And Adam Scott's wife, I forget her name. I call her Anna Gasteyer because she looks like her, but much hotter. Oh, yeah. but she's, she's from, awesome. But she is so funny in this freaking movie. When she's just like, when they're kissing, John C. Ryan and her kissing on the first dinner scene, and they're just like, like touching each other. I, that, I was like, okay, this is funny. Right after that's where the movie started to slow down for it, me. But is Adam's it true that you struck Derek in the face? <laughs> I just want you to know I'll be pleasuring myself with the thought of that. <laughs> Everything she says in the when she bangs him in the fucking uh, the bathroom, standing yeah. up, and then she takes a pee like with yeah, her leg with up the and just stay golden pony boy. Yeah. <laughs> and the unreal. Other part, the other part I thought that was really funny, too, is when, she's, when they're going to have sex. I think it's Christmas or whatever. And she's like, let's uh, do something illegal. <laughs> well, like, and like... The original version, I think they're like now they just have the extended cut where that sex scene is long. I think that's oh. one of the parts that drags. To me, okay. like in the the original cut of the movie, if you saw it in theaters or have like the regular DVD, it just kind of goes from them having sex. I think they might. I don't even think they pop in or they do for a second. They definitely don't come back in, and it's really quick. You don't oh, get like okay. the interviews with the kids. I think about what they wanted for Christmas. That seems a lot tighter. Ha Catherine Hahn is the actress's name. She's also fucking love house. her. She is so hot. Like she, oh, she's, she's like good. not my type normally. But that like strong, confident woman that does it for me. Oh yeah, she's real strong. She's the most insecure, like weak no, no, no. woman. But I know you. But mean, like I her know. personality is like dominant in the bed, Bill. You mean yeah. in the oh, bed? Yeah. She she doesn't. She goes right after it. Um, I yeah, I thought she was really good. Like you said, I thought the parents were well well placed. The problem I had, and call me crazy, but I actually don't see John C. Riley and Will Ferrell as a great comedy duo. Now, are they both individually good in this movie? Yes, but I I didn't think they brought magic together. Are you kidding Personally. me? The scene where they're making the bunk beds, like the, did we just become best friends? What's the your favorite uh, non-pornographic ma uh, magazine oh, yeah. <laughs> Good housekeeping. You know, uh, John Stamos. Like, that stuff is Velociraptor. Everything they do in that scene to when they're running up and down the stairs to Holland Oates, one of my favorite songs, yeah. You Make uh, My Dreams Come True, them playing karate in the fucking garage, watching Steven Seagal movies. It's just, like, and the father getting worried about it. And the scene where they're building the bunk beds, so many rules for activities. Oh, just, my mind is spinning with all the activities we can do. And then he hops on the thing. Do you like guacamole? And then he fucking smashes them. It's amazing. I think they're like comedy gold together. I don't think they've recaptured it a lot since. I don't I think have, they have, have they a lot ever of been in a movie since. Like, they that's have like Sherlock and Holmes. Oh, they in that, uh, that movie is a hard skip for me. Oh, I think you're right. You're right. They were in that together. But they've been in a couple other things together. But this is like, to me, they're fucking perfect together. Yeah, I personally just 
I don't know. I like those scenes you just mentioned, like it seemed very much reading. Like I like the John Cena, like, I don't know what it was this movie. And obviously maybe time has passed. Maybe the way it's production, obviously it wasn't like a movie they thought was going to be huge. It wasn't even a major release. Um, like obviously it was released in theaters, but it wasn't like, if you look back, it wasn't like a big budget or anything like that. Uh, I just didn't find, I don't know. I did. They didn't do it for me. Santa Claus shit. When they yeah, get like, the, the, the night goggles and then the, the sword. Why do you have a honey? See that smudge? It's a pretty recognizable oh, yeah. signature. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. Well, this is why I have Bobby, and you're not going to not get his autograph. I you're not going to not get American Idol judge Randy Jackson's autograph. Like, I find some of it funny, but I just didn't overall find the entire film that, like, hilarious. And again, I just thought both those guys individually, really good in moments. Together, I was just like, I didn't see, like, the Hall and Oates scene, like, I actually found that was like, I was like, what is going on here? I didn't find that to be, like, extremely hilarious. Like, I, I yeah, just. I'm. I'm a big montage storyteller if you can do it right. And sure. they do it well right off the top to establish the, you know, the the father, you know, the two, like the Brady Bunch scenario almost of the father and the mother getting together. And then like the wedding scene. That's one of my favorite all time friggin' uh, Billy drinking a dip bottle. No, it's uh, Crystal Light, <laughs> Mac, as you know. Um, having a little cough today. But like the, the whole, all the montages I thought worked really well. Like the montage when Derek is trying to sell the house and they dress up as like Hitler. And a KKK member across the street. That is fucking. Oh hilarious. my god. Okay, that was really good. That was a good part with the whole brother because that was post when he punched him in the face and all that. That was really good. Like the brother. And oh, just so you know, I read about that. Adam Scott's character was originally, I don't know, written or was proposed to be John Hamm. And I thought about that. I feel like John Hamm would have fit it better. Hear me out. The look and like the feel. Because I don't think Adam Scott like has that look of like he just looks like a preeny, like a, a like a he jerk. He played off. a bully in Boy Meets no. World. Of course, well, yeah, that was also 15 years earlier. But He's I do versatile. think I know I'm not. I like Adam Scott. I think it was actually he ended up making the role work for him. Hearing John Hamm, I'd be like, oh, that would make more sense. Like the look, John Hamm has more like distinguished look and all that. I also love the scene when Adam Scott pulls up his shirt with his abs. You can totally tell his in his. Lather this shit up with teals every day <laughs> in the shower. Cards since 2003, and that's, then the Dave Cook 20 minutes. Like they, if you watch, that's one of the best supercut bloopers. They just have him do like a hundred takes of yes. everything, and that's the one they want. It's fucking outstanding. I also am upset about that. I'm a big Dane Cook fan, so personally, I, everybody I, is. He's I awesome. Again, really I think Keith said it. If you didn't like Dane Cook in the early 2000s or whenever uh, it was out, you're, you're fucking alive. lying. You were alive. <laughs> All right. So now we, uh, you know, what do you think about the uh, the speaking spell here? What do you think of the acting and writing in this film? I mean, I think it's pretty phenomenal. I thought a lot of the scenes like cut together very well. I mean, as much as it was outrageous, the yeah. like leveling of the movie made a lot of sense. If you introduce these like two childish characters, basically forty-year-old kids living at home, like the progression of them living at home, them getting together, the parents being okay with it at first, and then like, all right, get jobs, get the fuck out of the house, you ruined my boat, I hate you, and then getting them back together. I actually thought it was a nicely told story, and it didn't have that typical Judd Apatow like lull in the middle with like a shitty love story or something to like bog it down. It was pretty much just point to point to point. It was a buddy cop, you know, you know a buddy buddy movie, um, a bromance, if you will, and I thought it was beautifully told for a comedy. Yeah. Not feeling the same as you. I thought the acting was good. I thought, like I said, I thought all the people in it were great. Also, I don't think this is a Judd Apatow. Like, I think he just produced it. I don't think he actually directed. I think, I think McKay, uh, Todd McKay. I want to make up. I think I made up the first name. Um, I know it was, I could tell you right now. It was. Produced by. Yeah. Produced Directed so, by uh, Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. So Adam McKay was the one who I think worked on a lot of the funnier die stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but anyways, I, I, like I, I thought the writing was fine. I thought, again, it was just like just a bunch of like stupid, like one liners placed in places, which is fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. I like the stuff I grew up on from like the nineties. That was a lot of the stuff I loved. I just wasn't overly like 
overwhelmed with like, oh, this is great. Where are we all going? Like, honestly, like at the end of the day, we will talk about it in a few minutes, but like the whole Catalina wine mixer thing. If I heard that line, the only reason that seems funny and people saying it is because they said it. And Billy, you've always said this to me, the power of threes, the power of sixes, the power of 10. Dolph Ziggler faced uh, Goldberg, totally odd uh, segue here, at SummerSlam last year. And one more time. Here, and you, yeah, you wanted him to spear him like one more time because it kept happening. They said Catalina wine mixer so many times that I said to myself, I don't remember if I found this funny or not, but by the amount of times I started hearing it, I started giggling to myself. Like, it was just, like, so dumb but funny. I will give them that. But that's where I found, like, the writing went into those places. Overall, I thought, you know, great. It, it, nothing nothing to write home about personally. Repetition um, is the key to comedy, and the key to comedy is repetition. Uh, next up, Hit My Music. Bill, what did you think of the use of music in Step Brothers? I thought it was on a Tommy Boy-esque level here. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, li literally from start to finish, from A-Punk kicking it off, which is very appropriate because if you have that on your iPod, it's usually the first song that plays, right? Because A-Punk. Yeah, that was not worth it. Did you just Triple H yourself over there? Yeah, and I don't, know if I, it, thought, I don't even know if it picked up on screen. It's all over the place. There were so many different uses of, like, legitimate music in the movie. Great uses of the, you know, live on stage. We're here to fuck shit up when they're doing the interviews. And then they have a few actual song, Boats and Hoes, the Nina, mm. the Pitta, the Santa Maria. I'll do you. Yeah. Uh, nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. You won't go down because my dick can float. Then he sings the let's give him something to talk about. Hollow notes from start to finish, even the ending where they're singing like the Ave Maria type song and the drum yep. solo and the boats and hoes. I think this is one of the top like music use movies I like. like. And I think that's what makes movies great is good use of music. <laughs> Every time they use music in this movie, it's done perfectly. I think you've blown your own brains out on this movie. I think the Hall and Oates scene is so out of place that any other song would have fit a little bit better. I don't think it makes any sense for that scene. You make my dreams come true, and these two dudes finally realizing that they kind of like each other, and they're goofballing, kicking pineapples and watermelons, and then breaking things in their rooms and all that stuff. Weird, weird use of music, I found. Uh, I loved uh, the performances that you said. Will Ferrell, <laughs> first of all, if you've not already know, Will Ferrell already, um, you know, obviously that was his real voice, John C. Riley. That's him really playing the drums. I thought that oh, was yeah. kind of like a fun thing. I didn't know for sure. You never can really tell. A lot of people say that, but um, Dana Carvey that, rocks the fuck out of those drums oh, in yeah. uh, Wayne's World because he can play them. Sure does. Um, but yeah, I just I found the music like fine in here. Like a lot of times, like, but I did like a punk to start. I like so I'm a big alternative rock fan, and the late 2000s had a ton. Like they were throwing in like random plays in there, like songs nobody would recognize today unless you were listening to like alt radio in 2008, which I was like living that life at the time yeah, uh, so i really really enjoyed uh a lot of the songs just the play of music within it wasn't great i also like the final scene they had like that like crazy song playing when they were beating the crap out of the kids which that is a really funny scene as well that actually was a great way to end the movie that was that actually helped the movie in my eyes and the whole crazy thing with him and the um psychologist or psychiatrist that also angel face me. angel face uh, can you please oh, not call me that my favorite scenes there's so many good standout scenes what do you do with your hair? How do you prove you're an adult? Do you carry your high school diploma around? What do you do when there's uh, inclement weather? Oh, and then Mac, every time I come, I produce a court. Great line. Yeah, she goes, that is offensive. That's offensive. That, that, of all the things they say in that song, she goes, that is offensive. That is actually the least offensive thing that is said. That is potentially factual. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, the bomb it down the fairway, bitches. That whole scene, the whole dinner I scene. 
It all plays. And, and the other scene, and obviously we can get to it in a moment, but I thought one of the best scenes actually stole the show from me that I've never heard really a lot of people talk about is the whole interview process. That oh. is, I think, the standout scene. That is like so freaking funny. Hey, um, yeah, there's two. He's like, yeah, we're doing this together because we're at a fuck shit up. And he's just, can, yeah, I think I can help with the pan pan. Yeah, <laughs> that he goes, hello, Miss Lady. <laughs> the way he peels up from the side. See, I think John C. Riley was re- like so damn good in this movie. But I did think that like that whole scene. I forget what he said. Like he's like um, Buzzsaw, Oprah Winfrey. I forget the second name he uses. Your no, wife. shout out again. Yeah, yeah, shout out again. Yeah. But who was the second? I forget who else he is. He used like another famous black actress. But he's like Oprah Winfrey, her, and your wife. You got. I think it's Condoleezza Rice. No, it might, well, <laughs> no? It might be. I don't. I think it was somebody else. But he's like, you got to fuck one. You got to marry one. Kill one. This interview's over. <laughs> yeah, Mac points out. Shut your mouth. Shut, 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 shut oh, your yeah, mouth. Sh- sh- just, just shut your mouth. <laughs> the whole pan, pan. Is there a D at the end? No, no, no. It's an M. Oh, two M's. No, one M. And then it's just like, this is a place where you clean up trash. Like, get out of here. You two wore tuxedos to an interview yes. that requires you to pick up trash. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was good stuff. Um, all right. So, Bill, well, speaking about it, act it out. We can each crack a scene here, if you like, for this movie. I was going to practice the father freak out, but I didn't have time. I'll so I'm just gonna go with mine. No. I'll go. I, I got mine ready to go right quick because it's just one I use all the time. I didn't want salmon. I said it four times, <laughs> and then he gets up and as he's leaving, sweating horseshit. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> I say that all the fucking time, all what, the time. When do you say that? That's like saying I, I, I'm a I'll walk around at work. I'll just be like the sweating horseshit when something mm. goes wrong. It that, always okay. works. Always okay. plays. Plus mine, kind of, you know. I would say your wedding was not horseshit. No, no, don't say that. Don't the do wedding that. Was actually great. The wedding was a lot of fun, and it was the first wedding, and you gave us open bar for a limited amount of people for a limited amount of time, which totally was taken advantage of. I heard or that place was great. Was that? Have any. I heard the food was great. I didn't have any. I don't remember the food, Bill. I don't remember a lot. I remember nachos at the end, which was cool. I remember drinks for free if you're part of the wedding party, which my wife, at, well, girlfriend at the time, now wife, definitely wasn't. I definitely was giving her all the drinks in the world. Uh, thanks for that. Anywho, um, for me, um, <laughs> I just love this scene. Someone's awfully quiet back there. I'm not going to call him dad. Brandon, you're 39 years old. I have no, there's no reason for you to call him dad. I'm not going to ever, even if there's a fire. Oh, geez. And then he's like, Robert Ben not get in my face. Or I'm going to kick him. Or I'm gonna, like, Robert Ben knock his ass him. out. Yeah, yeah. Like knock his mother, like somebody motherfucker. But I took that beginning part. He's like, I'll knock that motherfucker no, out. Yeah. I'll knock. And then she's like, Jesus. But I just love the part where he's just like, I'm never going to call him dad. Never. Even if there's a fire. I just like, that makes like, yeah, that's a great fire. And the great part, and here's where I guess I can give a little more credit to the writing or the, the part of the movie. He's always in the backseat like a child. Mm-hmm. He is 39 years old in this movie, and he's in the backseat talking to his mom. That's a great scene. No, and then the symmetry of that scene to the other one with John C. Riley and the dad, where they're doing the whole, well, like, you know, we're, we're, we're men. We yeah. talk about pussy. We're doing riverboat gambling drips. We have done none of those things. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, what if she wants, you know, she's the on young to calf. Me. What if she wants the young buck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a luscious hair of a... Uh, uh, no, what is it? A lush of via hair going from my chest hair to my like my man pubes or something. My, 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 my pubro. My pubro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then that, the special plus, like every scene in this movie, I think is fan fucking. I can't believe you didn't like love it. I, I just. I mean, I can believe it. I can totally believe it. I can't tell you how many people said to me today. If yeah. Rossi doesn't like this, I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing those people were the same three people that always troll and always want to pretend like they all, oh, he likes nope. this, he doesn't like that. I bet you it's the same three people. Bill. One of the three was, definitely. 
I bet you it was the same three. Well, guess what? Here's the deal. <laughs> Let me say this. Would you rather me come on here and lie and say, oh, I loved it. The movie was great. I thought it was, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. No, we wouldn't have a compelling podcast, at least right <laughs> here, as I think, if you like this movie. So, yeah, that's, you know. And I'll just be honest, out of all the movies, and we'll get to the scores, this is definitely going to be by far my lowest that we've gone to. So let's get into the legacy, Bill. What do you think is the most memorable thing from this movie? And I had a hard time with this. I want to hear from you. I think it's just the overall impact of Step Brothers. I really do mm. think that this is a comedy classic. I think it's one of the standouts from like our generation. If I were to pick like a scene or a specific thing for me, there's just so many lines that stand out. I can't really pick one. There's so much room for activities. I fucking love. I use that all the time as well. I use the you know um, the like I said the the sweating horse shit. Uh, you don't say that. Like the other one I always used to. Like it, nobody gets it is that the clown has no penis. What are you guys <laughs> dreaming about? Oh yeah, uh, that, was, Leonard Nimoy. that was another scene that was ridiculous. It was so stupid. See, that part I didn't even understand when they both sleepwalk, they both do all that ridiculous shit to the house. That to me was where I was like, what is going on? And like, am I, did I miss something? Maybe I did. Was there like a pre-reference like that, that they both are sleepwalkers? Like that they, that that happens? Yep. No, she just like, they kind of like, it's the same coincidence that happens when they're, you know, about to do it. And she's like, I have, you know, he's like, I have a 40 year old son who lives at home. And she's like, I have a 39 son. And that's just like, you know, the rule of threes kind of progresses that they do the same thing over and over again. Like they're very similar to the point where they both sleepwalk. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like it. Um, but for me, I, I was, I'll say boats and hose. Now without knowing the movie, without seeing the movie for 12 years, almost boats and hose to me was something everybody talked about. Everybody was singing different lines. I think that is the part that like people legacy wise will always look back at for this. Yeah, I mean, Prestige Worldwide actually was like fantasy team names. So I will say that's probably one oh, of the lasting legacies. That, that was everywhere. That was everywhere, Prestige that's, uh, Worldwide. That's a good point. I um I, I got to give you that because I remember seeing that and never understanding. It's like like office, office references. Some people say – somebody said something about like Shroot Farms today. I don't know what that meant. I don't even ha-ha it anymore. Like in Slack, I'm just like, never seen the show, bro. Sorry. Um, so the other thing I will say for me because yeah. I love Derek so much, the standout <laughs> thing actually now that I'm thinking of it for me, there's just so many, but the, the – uh, sweet child of mine in the car. I could watch that scene no. a million times when he's like <laughs> just degrading his wife. Like you didn't even look good, but you're singing it. Yeah, and he's like, "Ow, bow, I'm Derek, and I can sing high." Like that is just one of the best scenes of the movie, and it's like right smack, like in that like first the end of the first act kind of thing, yep. and it's just perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Catalina wine mix. That's another thing because I've heard that forever. Never knew what it meant. And I just that's another thing. Ron Riggles, whoa, slow down, hot shot. He's like, I want to run the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, you know, there was a lot. Obviously, there was a lot to this movie. I think just for me, I think Boats and Hose, just because, like I said, people are talking about that. Also, fun fact, Bill, there was a Step Brothers soundtrack or, I think, or a, uh, what's the name of the group again? I just lost it. I was supposed to say Am Amnesty Worldwide. What was their name of their group? Procedure Worldwide? Yeah, Procedure Worldwide. There was going to be an album actually released featuring Rihanna. Uh, it was like Kings of Leon. There was all these different bands that they were going to take parts and like this was going to be released and it didn't end up coming through. I don't know why. Just fun fact on the movie. But um, I don't know. That that also was just interesting. I would have been interested to see if that ever happened. Um, but the you don't say that scene, just going back to that, he uses, you know, this movie uses, and we can, I guess, just segue into our next thing, uh, then now forever, did, and does this movie stand the test of time? For me, for me, I'll just start, like, there's a lot of language, now, obviously things change, and we are living in totally different times, but like, they use a hard R many times in this movie, mm -hmm. they use a hard F, and I'm not talking mm -hmm. about a four-letter version, and the hard R is that you don't say that, and you technically don't say that anymore, it nope. actually was funny to me, and I said this to my wife when we watched it, 
you don't hear that a lot in movies now. Like I listen to, and I may have mentioned this before, like I listen to a lot of like Howard Stern clips from the past, like Howard Stern show. Um, and he used that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like hearing it in this movie, still like nonchalant and like me wanting to laugh, but really it's like that weird complex I was having, like, Oh, I can't say it. But like the way people use stuff is obviously it. Like at the end when, when Derek and Brendan are about to hug and he's like, no, you something he calls him a hard F and I'm la- I like burst out laughing at the moment because it, it that is like funny stuff obviously at the time and what was going on. But um uh, does the movie hold up? So that's a hard question. I think I can watch answer. this movie once a month. And typically when I go on vacation with Kevin, uh one of our buddies who's in the chat right now, we will watch like this. We will watch this while we're getting ready for you know we're in Vegas or in a hotel room or like super bad. Oiling and, each other. Yeah, oiling each other up, sleeping <laughs> in the same bed, spooning it up half moon style. But yeah. Like, hey, at I least you sleep. I, I, when I go to Vegas, I go with a guy who snores and I can't even fall asleep. I have to end up spending $250 at two o'clock in the morning just to get three hours of sleep. So I but can't I can watch I, this once a month, probably maybe every two months, but I'll pop it on when I'm doing graphics for work or something. And I don't need to be like listening to what I'm doing. I can kind of just, you know, do whatever. So I've seen this movie probably close to 40 times. Hmm, interesting. So, but do you think it holds up? Like, do you think it is as. See, I, I I don't know. Like, I think it's good. I think like there's moments of good. I just don't know if it's like a movie that like you watch in 2020 for the first time and go like, oh yeah, this is like, I see how this like holds up over time. That's just my two cents on it. Cause I just felt like there was a lot of stuff that, I don't know. I, it was fine. The movie's okay. Movie's there. It was a movie. All right. Uh, pull apart, Bill. Any final thoughts on the flick? Aside I mean, from- there's so many different things that I love about it. Even like the, we do strictly 80s Joel, that whole scene with the loser dinosaur, as Dr. Joe in our comments what? just pointed out, the, like the, but dad, <laughs> you're a human yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you doing? I forgot about this. That, is it that Horatio Sands? I don't even know who that is who's playing in the band. It's one of those guys that was on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the guy who ruined every skit in Saturday Night Live, I think. That's Horatio Sands then. Um, to me, unless you're talking about Jimmy Fallon, but I like, I thought he was funny on uh, Saturday Night Live. But anyway, that part, we only play 80s old. That might actually be one of, one of the incredibly like crafted parts of the movie where I guess I would give more credence to what you said earlier. Like where I feel like the movie's all hodgepodge all over the place. That whole Catalina wine mixer, I feel like is like, like the, the crudite of this movie. Like they put it all together. Cause that part is so funny. We only play seven eighties uh, joys. Like, Play something off of whatever. I forget the record now off the top of my head. And he's like, damn it. I stranger. said, we only play, yeah, Stranger. Play out the Stranger album. Stranger 80 Ghost, take your stupid hook away. Fuck out of here. <laughs> that I thought was brilliant. That I thought was so good. Horatio Sands played it so freaking well. And then he gets kicked out. And then that's the whole thing, like where it just files into like old school, like 80s style comedy. Adam Scott immediately comes up to him. He's like, that's it. You blew it. You're fired. Like this whole thing gone to shit. And then obviously leads to the, the, him singing. Um, Right there with the father. So I can't tell you how many times I've said we do strictly 80s Joel. When somebody asks me to do something that I don't normally do, I'm just like, I do strictly 80s Joel, sir. That's it's uh, just like a common line that like we use. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, say that. I, 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 I just need to retell Kevin for the 550th time whether he writes the same comment every time. I never said my favorite episode was the finale, but if you're going to do a draft, you've got to add the highest rated episode. I lost that draft by a million votes. I think I, I think the, the voice has been done. If you want to keep posting about it, please continue. Um, but I will say that. Uh, but yeah, it's time for the finale. It was the, you know it was the most six most watched show in the history of television at the time, Bill. There's a lot of things that are well attended that aren't necessarily a good thing. Doesn't matter. Everyone talks about it when you talk about it. We all do. We've all been there. 
It's great. It was, it was it was a fine episode. It was just about as good as Step Brothers. It was there. People talk about it, but it was okay. Uh, wow. For you, Bill, if you were to rate this film, well, you do have to rate this film. There's no guns, no James, no Billy's, no Bart's. Um, that, that should be ours. Yeah, the Billy gun Ooh. to your head, Bart gun to your dick. Your dick. I um, love that. <laughs> you have to uh, rate this film from one to eleven. Rock hard eleven. Oh. <laughs> oh man, a hard eleven. I don't give it away. I can't, I can't pull apart anything here. That I'm like, I don't like this. Everything in this movie to me is like very good to great. Everything. Like there's not one single thing that I don't love about this movie. Like I said, like Clue is my all-time favorite movie. It's not like a funny comedy. It's more of like a dry humor comedy. There's some laugh out loud moments. And Super Bad just because that was a a movie that perfectly hit like my high school career. Like I was kind of feeling that on a level of like this is me. And it came out, you know, when we were in college, so it wasn't perfect. I was probably a little bit out of the exact age group. And this one, this is just like an all-time, I put it up there with all of my favorites. You know, uh, Anchorman's in that mix. Um, you know, 40-Year-Old Virgin's probably a little bit out of that. But like in that like genre where they, they were just kind of hitting home runs of all those, you know, esque movies in this era. And I put this like a top three Judd Apatow movie. All right, I'm, I'm not ready to make that type of a conclusion, but I will say for me, it was hard because I want to be fair because I also, like I said, I gave it all away to um, Tommy Boy. I gave Tommy Boy my my firstborn mm-hmm. who's sleeping right now, and I basically gave it away on the first date. I'm not a I'm not a perfect score type of person, um, so uh, like for this one, like I think D- Mrs. Delphire I put somewhere in like that like seven and a half. I can't even put it that high for for me. Like this is like uh, you think I'm this is tr- is better than this movie? Uh, for right, like I, I have to watch this. What belly gun to your head, bark on your dick? Is, oh, it's is yeah. Delphire. Mrs. Delphire, I would more than likely enjoy more than this movie. Again, this movie's stupid. I know it's funny, but I just for me, I would have to probably score this thing about a five and a half. Because you do realize I, that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I don't realize. But what is it? What should I realize? I was just gonna say you <laughs> the premise of this movie is way more plausible than Mrs. Delphire. Maybe. I don't know. Two 39-year-old guys that uh, are both living at home, both don't even have jobs. Actually, I think I know two 39-year-olds that are like that. Anywho, uh, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with – I'll give it a 6. I think my final score for this will be a 6 out of 11. That's respectable enough, in my opinion. Also, first time viewing, this wasn't something like – I don't history. Like Everyone who's like going to react to that is like, why? like, you've seen this movie 40 times. You got it at this time. Like, for me, it's a retro, complete retro review. I've never seen it. And, and it's probably like, like I said, 23 year old me may feel different. We were all hanging out together, like going to our friend's house every weekend at the same place. Maybe I feel different, but for me, it just, I don't know. It, it, it was dull at different certain parts. So I didn't, I didn't love it. And I would, yeah, guess the end it's a rent it for me. If we want to go back to a boxer scoring, by the way, so, nice to see Wes back on the, uh, on Mac and Goo recently. Yeah, it was great. I love Wes. Uh, he's yeah, also out of our other league that we had, but yeah, he's, he's the man. I uh, yeah. love his opinions on everything. Cause they're a little bit like you. They're, sometimes wild, but I will say to your point, this is a little bit nostalgia because, you know, most of our friends besides you love this movie. So for me, it has that, you can always kind of quote something and then somebody will be able to quote it right back. Um, you know, and this, not to say like girls don't have a good sense of humor, but I found this is like one of the most like crazy out there comedies that like most mm. girls, when I talk about it, they're like, Oh, I love Step Rose and all that. Cool. Like, I think it's one that of the I'll most agree like, with all women that I've like seen, like even when I posted, I even just put like just on my own personal Facebook, just said like first time viewing people were just like going crazy. Like, Oh, I've seen this and all women, like from my sisters in laws to girls I went to high school. It's like, Oh, this movie's hilarious. This is unbelievable. But I think, like you said, at that time, this was like, 
few years after this, like right after college. So this is like taking people by storm in that age group. Like I said, if I saw this at 23, if I went to go see Step Brothers instead of X-Files, it may have been a whole different, uh, might be a different life, life I'm leading. You know, it's the butterfly effect. There are just so many different liners that come out of this. Like I'm not even mind mine's movie quality with the, the friggin' mask, the, um, <laughs> what is it? The chewy mask. Yeah. Another one that I love is when they get the uh, old pornography in the, the clubhouse, the tree house. That scene is one of my favorites. It's like, yeah, it's like masturbating in a time machine. Just so <laughs> many great little lines. And then that interaction with a, you want to look like you look like you want to punch me in the face. Well, punch me in the face and then he just fucking wax. And then my favorite thing is, Hey Derek, you know, your shoulder pain. If you lick my yeah. butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's when they're like, nice. And he slaps him. But I also will say another thing is when Ron Riggle's like, when he's talking to Wolf Brennan, he's just like, I just want to punch you in the face. Like you should have like a punchable face. Like I can't even really like look at you because I just want to punch you in the face. I mean, so I don't know what I can do about that. I'll yeah. work on it. Yeah. It's like, no, that's there's nothing you can do. I just got to walk away. So that is our review. Billy giving it a hard 11 out of 11. Step Brothers 2008. I'm giving it a 6 out of 11. Uh, I think obviously that's our biggest discrepancy in uh, voting. So we've both been pretty spot on since, but uh, we'll see what our next one will be coming weeks. Uh, Bill, coming up on the old podcast next week, we will do summer blockbusters. We'll pick some of our favorites. Uh, what defines a summer blockbuster to me? Because next week, don't forget, we're heading right past 4th of July. Hope you enjoy your 4th of July. Uh, no fireworks celebrations. You'll probably get a bunch in your town and a bunch of crazy people will complain about it. But um, so summer blockbusters, I say June, July, maybe that's it. Like maybe we can dip in August, basically a movie that dominated summers. You know how I define it? If Will Smith made a music video for it. I, I was going to say also, Will Smith is in a lot during our time. Um, you know, there's a lot of different research we could do, but I say we'll both pick some of our favorite ping pong, go back and forth with some of our blockbuster favorites from the past a thousand years in cinema. Then we will have a creating the greatest song ever. That is two weeks away. We'll be coming up in that. Uh, WWE will be running an extreme rules pay-per-view coming up with some nifty new looking graphics. I don't know if you've seen those, Bill. Uh, looking kind of nice. Some juicy matchups. Oh, the matchups. Look- matchups at least. Oh, they look real good. We'll get into that. We'll do a post show on that one. We have an open week and then we will be doing the week that baseball, basketball, and potentially hockey returns the last week of July. We'll be talking about our favorite athletes. Yep, I got a lot of them that like most people wouldn't like. I have, you know, you know, the my twenty four and eleven. My, a lot of people might think it stands for certain athletes, and it certainly does not. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I love talking about yeah. my you know childhood heroes. So that'll be good. Yeah, I, and inspiration just off one of your tweets the other day from somebody a quarterback that will definitely be on there, uh, Randall Cunningham. Uh, you the original human highlight reel. No, oh, he's fucking amazing. That I could watch those highlights. They didn't even have one of his best ones because I think it was just like his launch throws where he like puts his hand down and like scrambles around. He just made so many amazing plays. And like the you know, two times in my life that I really got into football was Madden 94. And he was awesome. And, and I had a fantasy football league for fantasy football with my dad. And we drafted oh. him on the Vikings. And he was fucking unreal. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that'll be a lot of fun to kind of look back at some of our favorite athletes from today, the past. Like, basically, I have like a handful of people I can always consider like my favorite athlete at a certain time. So it'll be fun to do that. Um, but again, don't forget, if you want to get involved with us, you can find us on Twitter at Pop Culture PD. That just like a new Twitter we just kind of rolled out. So if you're like, is this really them? It's like, it looks, seems like it's one of those troll accounts. It just has like six followers. No, that's really us. Uh, we could use it. We are strive to one Oh five. And then I will take a picture like a uh, photo booth, uh, Robin Williams style. I will be taking mm. a dump and uh, I'll have someone take a picture of me. Um, not from any, 
peculiar angles, just, just an angle that you get the hint. Um, yeah, so the Strive for 105 followers there. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcast, subscribe. Put us, you know, let us know what your thoughts on this. Don't forget, let us know what you thought from a scale of 1 to 11. What do you rank um, uh, Step Brothers? If you're still in the comments, drop your number in there. If you're an 11, you're a crazy person like Billy. Um, if you're closer to a 6, you're maybe a little more sane. Um, well, maybe yeah. we put out a where it's like, uh, you know, post your ranking in the tweet, 1 to 11. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll make sure I'm going to push it more when I post the podcast version of this. Um, and then also, uh, don't forget to check out on Facebook the hashtag dork shared gooniverse. Um, that is a page now you will see. It involves, again, yours, yours is truly, us truly, um, me and Billy's pop culture pile driver. It has the Change My Mind podcast. It has Mac and Goo. It has hashtag dork. It has Twitch affiliates like Dr. Joe, uh, the backcracker. My cat just got, came down here and scared the crap out of me. That's not the name of the podcast or a Twitch affiliate. Uh, at uh, Arvon D is on there as well as Shine Time. So get subscribed to all these channels. We're going to be having a lot of fun. There'll probably be a lot more collaboration and things going on in the future. So uh, really looking forward to that. Again, Billy's doing all the graphics, the hard work. We're just recording crap for him. Should be a lot of fun, though. And speaking of that, we were actually on the Dork Podcast, I believe, last week ago yesterday. On Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, we, we could go tomorrow. Little, we could go tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know my <laughs> days. It's all I'm all messed up right now. But um, that was a lot of fun. We played Know Your Bro, which I'm thinking about making a board game. Not a board game, but like one of those Cards Against Humanity oh, games. Because oh. why not? Be fun. You should. Um, it's like uh, it's like Lily's dad, uh, Chris Elliott from How I Met Your Mother. He always came up with wacky board games. That could be your thing. Oh, man. Uh, the Burning Beekeeper. What an episode. Uh. But... <laughs> Real quick aside, we lost Wait. the poll. I think we came in second. Yeah, it was behind that was Change My Mind and Shine because Mac and Goo got like 30 minutes. But well, that's that's fine. You know what? I always like to say and Billy, you say sometimes the shorter the the amount of time, the better the um the you know the, you know the product. Uh, it doesn't have to be the best uh, or the yeah, longest to be the best, especially my sex life. But I would say that at the end of the day, I thought we did a great job. I thought it was a lot of fun. Thought it was different, something you're not going to get anywhere else. And I think it's something we we bring back, whether it's with them or other people. I think it's a great. You came up with a great concept there. I think it would be a lot of fun. I did not get to tell my most embarrassing story, and I don't think we can use that question again. So can I quickly tell mine? Do you want to hear that? Uh, yes, I do. And then we're going to end it on that, so make it good. Do you know what mine is? We'll play a little Know Your Bro right now to end this. I, yours could be a lot. Like, in my head, I was thinking There's about There's two it. that are really standout-ish. I think Kevin knows. All right, what is it? Okay, so when I stepped in my own shit. Oh, my God. Is that it? This is in Vegas, right? No, 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 This is in high school, last day, one of the last few days of high school. So I used to work in an establishment, you know, that sold groceries, one of those big stores. Oh, you know, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And now you I would know stop at and shop. So Correct me if I'm wrong. You, sh- you crapped on the, in the shower in Vegas. Yes. No, that was in a hotel room in Foxwoods. Foxwoods. I did that for okay, money so, to yes. take someone out to dinner. Continue uh, with the other story. Sorry. Totally worth get- it. I also <laughs> ate cat food and bought a woman's hat. We'll get to all those later. That's true. But I always did. Like, I wanted to shit in the journal when I quit. I never did. And then we're in there one day to get something for, like, poster board during, yeah. It's the shit in the urinal story. I'm like, Kevin, watch the door. I'm going to shit in the urinal. This was, like, a month <laughs> after I quit. So I found a pop a squat. I take a shit. And then I go back to look. And I missed. I got some Ooh. of it in there, some of it not. That's but a hard I stepped hit. in my own shit. Literally. My own shit. So I come out the door and I'm all disheveled and like all disappointed. Kevin's like, what's wrong? I was like, that's what I get for being an asshole. He's like, what? I was like, I stepped in my own shit. So what I did was I went down to the aisle that had the toilet scrub brushes. I grabbed a bottle of Lysol, sprayed my shoe, grabbed the toilet scrub brush, scrubbed my foot, put it back, 
Oh, drizzling, literally the drizzling. Oh, fist. the Jesus! Wait, so there's shit stains throughout this 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 shopping place that you get food. It was like your little shit stomp through through the store. Yeah, I worked at a couple of them. You don't know what shit, what it is. I worked I at a lot of. I don't care free, where it is. I really don't care. The fact that you shit, you step in your own shit, you carry that shit through the store, and then you take a one of the brushes, you spray Lysol and infect that shit, and then you scrub it. So you get through the little grind. We were in a sneaker. Yeah, I was a terrible person back in the day. So the funny oh, thing is, when I went the, back, you to, leave the scrubber there. Yeah. So the funny <laughs> thing is, back in the day, I went there again to use the bathroom, probably oh, like God. two weeks later, and I had to you know, do a number two again in the actual toilet. And I swear to God, that scrub brush was in the stall. Like they didn't throw it away. Like because there was a there was never a scrub brush in there before, and now there was a scrub brush in there. So well, didn't maybe, throw it away. So maybe to twist this, maybe you did them a favor. If there wasn't one before, you added right. it. I mean, looking back, I that's one of like I'm so embarrassed by that story. And it's a fucking dick thing to do. But like I was I was freaking out. I was like, I stepped literally in my own shit. Well, I don't really I, I got nothing. That, that's it. So that's our review of uh the that's a shitty story right there. And that was our review of Step Brothers. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast over on wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you just search pop culture pile driver. That's three words, PCP. Get addicted to the content. Billy, you're a shitty person. We'll catch you next week. Frank says I.